Had it from a shot off the post. Rebound score. Paul Connor follows the puck off the iron. Puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores. Nicholas Wong. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard out here, T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! Did you just hit something? Was there a speed bump there? Right <laughs> yeah, in the I, of the I, woo? I got a frog in my throat in the middle of, of the woo. Oh, so that it's, like, it's like when you're up for a bike ride and you have the mouth open and a bug flies in there. Oh, that's <laughs> happened to me. Yeah. Is that what happened there? No, no, no bugs, but just, that has happened to just, me before. Just now? Because you, you, you sounded like you were going good. Yeah. And I, then it was almost like the battery drained I think I was I, I was about to cough in the middle of the woo. Your controller wow. was disconnected, Chad. Yeah. You yeah. got back to work today, and all of a sudden you lasted <laughs> 17 seconds before there was a, a malfunction. <laughs> Captain Caveman. Uh-oh. Hey, hey but... Uh, uh, the, no, no, uh, no uh, explicit language. Nope. So far, nope. not gonna happen. Not gonna happen today. You're uh, back in the fold. Uh, we've got Chris Chapman running around doing some things. He'll catch up with Shane Natty in just a minute. The TV analyst for the Vegas Golden Knights is going to pop on because there's a world premiere of VGK Origins Jonathan Marcheseau documentary coming up tomorrow afternoon on the VGK social media channel. So looking forward to telling you what's in that and uh, what uh, the background was like uh, going inside the life and the uh, the family home of uh, Jonathan Marcheseau. So that's Shane Natty in just a little bit. And then uh, about halfway through this hour, John Shannon, the former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, will stop by, a co-host of the Bob McCallum podcast, our NHL insider. He will uh, bring us up to date with what's happening with the New York Rangers right now. There's some scuttlebutt involving the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, as well, uh, but uh, there's a there's a few things swirling in and around the National Hockey League as we cram everything into this one-hour edition of the VGK Insider Show ahead of a special start time tonight involving the Calgary Flames visit to T-Mobile to take on the Vegas Golden Knights, who own Calgary in this barn. Yeah, the Golden Knights um, have have had a lot of success against Calgary Flames, specifically here inside T-Mobile Arena. And for the Golden Knights, I think you're you're looking at it as an opportunity to turn the page on the the game in, on Tuesday against Chicago, and you're looking to create more separation between yourself and the Calgary Flames. Down to eight points after the Flames won last night against Arizona. Boy, was that an interesting game. I uh, found myself watching that uh, just to fill some time before I went back to the other game at the intermission, and I never left because Calgary <laughs> badly outplayed Arizona but found themselves down 3-1 at one point before rescuing and scoring five straight goals and taking it 6-3. But, uh, but the stats do say that it's a jam-packed Pacific division, and there's eight points between first place, mm-hmm. Vegas, and the first team outside the postseason picture in Calgary, and there's three teams uh, in between. That is what you call a log jam. But Vegas can get it back to 10 mm-hmm. with a regulation win tonight, 
or it could be down to, to as little as six and chaos looming. This is a big swing game. It absolutely is, and for the Golden Knights, it's, it's imperative that you come through and, and find a way to create that separation. You, you don't want to have a situation where the Calgary Flames are able to get uh, to six points back, and, and really that's what it's going to come down to for the Golden Knights. I think that they are, um, in my view right now, playing better hockey than the Calgary Flames. I believe they are the better team. They're going to have to find a way to get two points tonight. Uh, Calgary is a tough team to to figure out, quite honestly. They they haven't got goaltending yeah. uh, that they expected from Jacob Markstrom. Dan Vladar has been okay in, in stretches, but he's the backup. He's not supposed to carry carry them the mail. They haven't scored nearly as much as they expected, although they do fire a lot of pucks at the net, and uh, sometimes that rubs some players the wrong way, especially the really skilled players. Being a shot volume team, and I think that's where some of the uh, disconnection is coming between the players and the, the coach, which has been reported on multiple outlets, uh, Daryl Sutter and his roster, uh, that they do just funnel pucks to the net instead of making plays and being a little more creative. Daryl's very old school. I love Daryl. Uh, I consider Daryl a friend, and uh, and I would uh, play for him at any time, but he does grind on you uh, at times, and that's what we're seeing a little bit right now. Can they sort things out? Uh, that's going to be a challenge uh, down the stretch. They are right there to make the Stanley Cup postseason. They're not that far out, so if it does click, they will be a dangerous team. For Vegas, uh, they they didn't have their A game, B game the other night against mm -hmm. Chicago and still almost won that game. Should have uh, been able to win that game had they not run into the penalty trouble uh, in the late going. Tonight, uh, there's more uh, roster uh, discomfort with Nick Waugh not being able to go at center on that fourth line. Byron Fraze has been recalled, so it looks like uh, Byron Fraze will center that unit with uh, Brett Howden and uh, Keegan Colasar. Mm -hmm. So uh, Nick Waugh is considered day-to-day. -day. He did finish the game against Chicago, went back through his uh, shot uh, chart mm -hmm. and his shift chart mm -hmm. and he actually played the last shift of the game uh, and played a couple of shifts in in that overtime segment so uh, there was uh, something that happened either right at the last second when Patrick Kane was winding up for that slap shot or uh, it was something that was bugging him but to, he's day to day and Aiden Hill while Aiden Hill practiced yesterday uh, by uh, himself because the rest of the team had the day off mm -hmm. uh, worked out uh, with things uh, on the ice uh, he is not ready to go still uh, managing uh, the ailment that he suffered against the Tampa Bay Lightning on the weekend so your goaltending tandem is once again Laurent Brassois getting his second start in a row second start of the season backed up by Michael Hutchison yeah and for Laurent Brassois it's an opportunity to continue to play well and and just do something that maybe separates yourself a little bit. I don't know that there's going to be a situation where Brossois is going to be able to put himself ahead of Aiden Hill or Logan Thompson, but I was encouraged by the way Brossois played. He saw a lot of shots, some quality chances in that game against the Chicago Blackhawks, and I thought he was one of the bright spots, if, if not the bright spot, for the Vegas Golden Knights. You're hoping that he just kind of continues to play well here tonight against Calgary. Uh, I'm not criticizing, but I want you to say and repeat what you talked about, Brossois, in relation to Hill and Logan Thompson, because I want to pick up on that. Well, I, I don't know that there's going to be enough runway or enough uh, opportunity right now for Laurent Brossois to, to put himself above Aiden Hill or Logan Thompson. Perfect, uh, because 
what he is focused on right now in having the conversation is going out there and being the best goaltender that he can be. Mm -hmm. But as for passing Aiden Hill, well, he's expected back on on the short term. And that would put the two of them as the tandem. You factor in Logan Thompson. The question is, we don't know when Mm -hmm. Logan Thompson is going to return. He's listed right now as week to week. Sure. And uh, that's the same as what Shea Theodore was listed at uh, in in December. And uh, and it was an extended period of time, uh, depending on how things uh, progress in the treatment and the rehab and getting back. He plays... Uh, a very athletic style of goaltending, and he is uh, uh, playing in a position that requires uh, – it's not one of those things that you can really manage, mm-hmm. let's just say, based on uh, the left leg that they, that he was favoring coming off the ice against the Minnesota Wild. So uh, runway isn't the situation or the concern or the focus for Laurent Brassois. It's can he – put together a game like he did the other night against Chicago, which earns him another start. And every time he gets another start, mm-hmm. that's something to build on. And in the short term, he wants to play as many games as possible. And if Aiden Hill is going to be eased back in or be uh, uh, another game or uh, another game, uh, that's just another opportunity for Brassois to be able to build a base that that now the coaching staff, after four or five starts, mm-hmm. can look at and go, oh, we got something. On, on the short term, one game isn't going to do a thing. Sure. Two games isn't going to factor in a lot. But if he can somehow turn one game into five, then you've got a base that the coaching staff and management can legitimately look at when and uh, that point comes that, that Logan Thompson does return and you've got that yeah, and you've got to factor in timelines, right? Like as as you mentioned, if Aiden Hill is is around the corner, we don't know that that's that that's the case. It but sounds if he positive. Is, but it sounds positive, yeah. right? If he's around the corner, I think that you are at the point right now where you're defaulting to Aiden Hill as the guy. Now, a lot of things can change over the course of two or three weeks, but right now for Loren Brossois. I like the way that he played in Chicago. I'm expecting him to continue his strong run of play. And if he does that, then it's a good situation for the Golden Knights to have. Yeah, because you basically have two goaltenders who have never been a starter Mm -hmm. uh, before. Logan Thompson is the only one of the three that has carried the ball for for any length of of time. Aiden Hills played more games this year. Laurent Bersois has played more games over the course of his career. It's almost like they're starting even if if Brissois can get some games under his belt and then you go with more of the hot hand mm-hmm. in, in that regard he'll he'll should have a little bit of a nudge uh, and a nose in front but it, i think that's it's closer than what we saw at the start of the year sure. when, when logan thompson yeah. Oh, yeah. was the the default because of his work uh, a year ago yeah i think it has the the potential to turn into a competition assuming right that uh, logan thompson's going to be a little ways away and and again it all depends on a number of factors. It depends on how long Aiden Hill's out, and then it depends on how well Loren Brossois plays and how well Aiden Hill plays when he's able to return to the lineup. So right now for the Golden Knights, I think what you're hoping for, what you're looking for in this game, is if you tighten things up a little bit defensively, you, you take care of your own zone tonight against Calgary Flames, Loren Brossois has an extension of what he did in Chicago, you'll be okay. 
And the coach was really appreciative of the game that he put forward in Chicago, saying that he deserved a much better yeah. uh, outcome in, in that one against the Chicago Blackhawks. And do you feel better about the result against Chicago? Were you soothed at all with what the Blackhawks were able to do in rallying back against Dallas last night? No. No. No, Because I, they, I don't. They, they did almost the exact <laughs> same thing to the Stars, uh, right down to Patrick Kane and Max Domi show. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean listen, like... Patrick Kane went absolutely bananas against Dallas last night and good on him like this is this is a very different version of Patrick Kane we are seeing over the last three or four games and you know hopefully uh, when he makes his decision he's going somewhere that they can get that version of Patrick Kane night in and night out but all that being said I I know that Chicago has the talent individually to be able to go out and, and beat teams and as as much as you like to see that you know, they were able to beat Dallas and, and they were able to beat Toronto. You don't ever want to be the team that gets beat by the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, well, this is a thrill. Let's just slide over to the right side and uh, welcome out of the BGK Insider Green Room where he has been enjoying the highest quality of snacks and ice cream. Shane Nighty on the BGK Insider Show for, I believe, just the second time in this program's history. Is that correct, Shane? Yeah! <laughs> I can't even get onto your desk in our pregame show, so there's no chance <laughs> of getting snacks or anything. I do everything remotely with you. Uh, I get put out as the bad guy, but you're the one who's very unwelcome. So. <laughs> I told everybody yesterday on the air, I'd I agree said, with I, I got to start treating Shane like a big deal because uh, I just uh, <laughs> we interact just as friends, and you are, you are a former National Hockey Leaguer with your sweater and signs up all over the place. You're a big deal, and I got to start treating you as such. Yeah, I, I am if you go to, to Nipua, Manitoba. Yeah. That's about the only place. <laughs> so you, you uh, narrated and host uh, the VGK Origins Jonathan Marcheseau documentary, which has its world premiere tomorrow. We will be at Studio 31 with Jonathan as we air that uh, special. Uh, what, what can you tell us and what will people look for tomorrow at 1 o'clock? Well, I think, you know, this is something we started after the first season. Uh, you know, I was involved in the project. It was William Carlson year one. We actually went over to Stockholm, and then, you know, we, we had pr projects to do some more players, and, you know, COVID certainly kind of hampered those plans. And so this was done a little differently. But what I like about the Origins pieces is it's a look behind the players about how they got to where they were. With Carlson, it was a look around Stockholm, how he grew up in Sweden. With Marcia, so what I love about this story is, um, you know, we, we talk about his – it's. A, a unique path to the NHL, and that really is something that hits home with me. Is you know, you see a lot of these players, and everybody assumes they get drafted, they get developed, and then they play for that team. Well, that that happens a lot for some players, and then the majority of players that don't make that and have to try through one, two, three teams, they don't get drafted, or they get drafted and they don't get signed. And you know, Marshall's story kind of resonates with me because. I had a long path, and so did he. Obviously, he became a much more impactful player in the NHL, but um, it's a great look at uh, you know what he went through, his life away from hockey, what he enjoys. It's just a real good look at the player, kind of stripped down about what it takes, especially with Jonathan Marshall. So just you know, a character guy that never quit, that uh, you know kept his dream alive, and you know through the obstacles he had to overcome and, and the belief he had to have in himself to continue to pursue his dream of playing in the National Hockey League. 
when you kind of think about it from a fan perspective, what what, what do you think fans are going to get or pull out of of this this episode on John of the Marsh so that maybe they don't know about the player already? I just think that you know. Uh, I think, especially for our fans here, is you know they see you know Marshall. So since he's come here, he's this guy who's been an elite NHL player. Well, that wasn't always the case for him. He's a guy who had to, you know, right from playing junior hockey in Canada, he was this undersized guy that nobody wanted. And I think the the one thing I think people appreciate is, um, and it, the great thing about him is when given an opportunity, which many people are in life, but whatever it is how to grab a hold of it. And I think that's something Marcia has done his whole life, uh, right from his junior age, uh, you know, talking about his path there, and then, you know, going pro, undrafted, uh, even though he was an elite scorer in the American Hockey League, still, you know, not finding it, and what it took for him to get there. And all the while, I think, you know, what fans will do as well as, you know, doing that as well as raising a family at the same time, which, you know, adds another level to it. Shane Knighty's with us, the VGK television analyst on AT&T Sportsnet. He hosts and narrates the VGK Origins Jonathan Marchessault documentary, which will air tomorrow, streamed live on all the VGK social media channels, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, check them out. Uh, we will be along with that. Uh, one area that I love about Jonathan Marchessault, it, it, it's not a big chip on the shoulder, but he never lets you uh, know that, uh, well, he makes sure that you know that he's never too far away from coming up through those uh those travels and and he he leans on what it was like to have to battle to get to the national hockey league it's motivation for him i think he's at his best when he plays with that chip he really is and you know i think he's a true competitor um he he doesn't back down from a challenge that's his strength and and you know everybody has something that drives him and and can make them a you know an elite competitor and i think that's it for him is you know he can look back and still you know i think the best thing why maybe he's one of those chirpers on the ice he loves that there's certain guys that get driven if somebody's calling them out for this or that and then he's, he's going to prove them wrong and uh that's a that's a powerful motivational tool to use uh when you're a professional athlete and the other thing with Jonathan Marcia, so we've we've heard this from him before. We know how much pride he takes in being a Vegas Golden Knight. From that perspective, like getting the opportunity to to tell his story through that lens of, of making it to the NHL, an unconventional path, but finding success in this new this new uh, city in the National Hockey League, and, and being so tied to this community. Um, it's a really interesting story because he became really a star here. He did, and that's. I think that's why he is so attached to Vegas because even though he had success and scored 30 goals with the Florida Panthers, he still felt jilted. He felt like, here I go again. I have the, this career. I prove I can play, and they just let me go. And Vegas is the team. He comes, grabs hold here, gets his first you know, lengthy NHL deal where he establishes himself you know, as a quality top six dependable forward in the National Hockey League. So... And this is, this is kind of his birthplace of, you know, making his mark in the NHL. So there's going to be that connection. And I think just like anybody else who is here, especially year one or in this organization, there's such a bond because the fans and what's been accomplished here through this first six years is something that you never forget. Um, you know, I'm fortunate to have it just through being a broadcaster. And, you know, it goes to another level when you're a player and you've been here all these years. He's, you know, one of that group that uh, the, the, the misfits, 
Um, so he's he and he takes pride in it. Mm-hmm. That, you know that's that's the thing I love about Marcia So is he has so much pride being a Golden Knight, and I think that's because you know in a sense this was his birthplace of you know establishing himself as a, a top six um, player. I think he did you know in Florida he did it to an extent, but still you know kind of if he looks back at it you know kind of in shock that they would let him go after that season, but comes here. This team embraces him. This fan base embraces him, and uh, to him, this is this is where he belongs. World premiere of EGK Origins, Jonathan Marchessault documentary tomorrow, one o'clock on all of EGK's social media channels, live streamed uh, with Shane Nadi, who hosted and narrates the piece. Now to some fun. Uh, he uh, he played as a teammate with Ryan Craig. Do, do you think that was different at the at the start of playing with your or playing for your former teammate? Well, I think it happens. That's kind of that's how the hockey world goes round and round. Um, you know, I played with the Adirondack Rad Red Wings in uh, '98 or '99 with Doug Huda. Then he was my D coach in Boston. Oh, really? So, I didn't know that. So, so it's not an uncommon thing to happen. But you know, it, it's interesting because actually Ryan Craig, and you're going to have to watch it to find out. Yeah. You know, kind of compares the Marcia so then and now, and Marcia so talks about the impact. You know, Ryan Craig had him. Back then, is you know, Craig was the veteran guy who had NHL experience playing American Hockey League, being a captain. So, um, I think it's it's good that they're able to reconnect at a different part in both their careers. I didn't realize that uh, that you played for Hoots. I, I, it makes sense that you would have been a teammate of his, and now you're buddies. Yes. That's 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 a full circle. Uh, last one for you: uh, the the language. Uh, we know uh, English French uh, can be a challenge at times, but you and I come from a different part of the world when it comes to English to English. Uh, the one word that you had to go back and revoice because they say it differently here than oh, you geez. and I say it back home. Yes, I, I, he played for the Springfield, and I can't even remember which is right now. Is it Falcon? <laughs> Fal Falcons? Falcons? We I, say Falcons. I think it's Falcons. I say Falcons, uh, and you guys say Falcons. Yeah, Falcons. Yeah, they, yep. so, Fal- yeah, Fal. I said Falcons. Yeah, and, so and we, the, uh, whatever way I said it wrong, apparently. The game, so the game presentation people came to you and said you got to revoice this, and you, I just happened to be with you that day, and I'm like, why? That's that's exactly the way you say it. And they're like, no, no, no. So uh, you and I, being Manitobans, we're like yeah. we're totally right, but we got now. Somehow... I don't know which is right. Like you said, <laughs> now I said both, and now this. I went in and had to revoice. So yeah, I'm completely confused. If we have to fill time one day, we're going to get into a Falcon Falcon conversation. Yeah, it'll be good. Hey, uh, take a bag of bugles with you and a and a sparkling water, okay, from the green room because uh, we we stock that thing up every day uh, for our new guests. I would be happy if you just bought me a sparkling water once, but uh, <laughs> let alone green room. Well, you I, you paid for my my uh, near beer the other night in in uh, Chicago, so that was very nice of you. That's right. Uh, uh, thanks, buddy. Looking forward to the uh, world premiere tomorrow. All right, bud. We'll see you guys later. Take care. Have a good day, guys. There's Shane Naughty. Second ever appearance on the VGK Insider Show. You know what? I, I can guarantee you. There's the sound. There, there. I can guarantee you this. Hmm. That's two times he's been on this show. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you it will not be a regular thing. <laughs> I but, mean, but we're making some progress. Listen, but, uh, here's, that's awesome. here's the deal. Like, we can get that once a year. Yeah. We're good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, with my burnt marshmallow, my buddy Shane Nighty. He's crusty on the outside, 
but you pull it open, and all the gooeyness and the greatness is right there for you. He's one of the uh, the cool guys in the National Hockey League. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with the NHL insider, John Shannon, mm-hmm. to bring us up to date with a situation that's developing with the New York Rangers and a trade involving three teams, another one of those three-team combinations mm-hmm. uh, coming up on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hello, Canada and hockey fans in the United States and Newfoundland. He used to have the most important job in Canada. Now he's willing to give us a few minutes. It's time to chat with John Shannon. JS, my good buddy Shanny, how are you, pal? Holy smokes. Well, you must be in a good mood. You're not working tonight, are you? Nope, nope. <laughs> not doing any TV, just doing an hour of radio. Uh, well, an hour of radio, box. that's not work. You should be paying them. I know, and then I'm going to go, and we've got a big, uh, the Pickles have a big men's league game tonight uh, after the VGK game, so i got to make sure I'm stretched out for that thing over at City National Arena. It's and a, and what, what position are you playing? I, I'm going to attend the twine again tonight. Really? Really? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of practice. We're going to work on our face-offs at center ice tonight, I told the guys, because there's going to be a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, that's and, our, right. and, our, and our breakouts will be very clean tonight. <laughs> hey, uh Ryan Wallace is is tracking this thing right now, and he's got a very important question for you. Uh, just you know, real simple. Uh, we've we've got just about a week till the trade deadline. Where does Patrick Kane play uh, after the trade deadline? Well, I have two answers for you, Ryan. Where I think he would be of most value, and where I think he'll end up. I think he's going to end up with the New York Rangers. Hmm. Still. I think there's a way that Chris Drury is going to manage some cap situations and they're going to make a real, real effort to get Kane with Panarin and Tarasenko. Now, where I think he should go, other than Vegas, is Carolina. Because I think Carolina is in real need of a sniper. Mm -hmm. Every team in the East has a really good sniper except Carolina, because they're kind of like a team of 24-goal guys. And I think if Tom Dundon, if he looked at his analytics, he and Don Waddell, I think that they would realize that Patrick Kane would fit in perfectly. They, in the playoffs the last two or three years, when the Hurricanes trail, they have a difficult time coming from behind, And so, uh, unlike a lot of teams. So I, I think he would be best in Carolina, but I think he's going to end up with the Rangers. Interesting. I would also like to see him with the New Jersey Devils just to create a bit more of a rivalry with the uh, with the New York Rangers, uh, if that can possibly happen. Now yeah, that you think are, the, are you think the Devils league. need him that much? No, no. But uh, if he if he can't go to the Rangers because yeah. they've already done their deal and uh, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are out of the running, he's got to expand his list or he stays in Chicago. So maybe and if he wants to play in the New York area, which I'm told that he does because his dad's in Buffalo and doesn't fly, uh, uh, and I haven't I'm just reporting that uh, uh, without looking into it totally. Uh, it, it it just might be a work. Now uh, the the Rangers have scratched uh, Vitaly Kravtsov tonight and Jake Lesition for uh, roster management purposes. If you, you can do it, you can do the Kane deal if you get a third team involved. Uh, the Rangers uh, or the Blackhawks keep 50%. They get another team to keep 25%. Uh, they trade uh, Kraftsoff and Lesition, and boom, 
Patrick Kane can fit under the salary cap. Is well, let's just... get Billy Guerin on the phone because he's already done it twice. I know. <laughs> we haven't even got to that part yet, but we will. Uh, that uh, and, and that's another puzzling one. This is a team that has had cap issues. They've, they've bought out two players and put themselves in a difficult situation, and now they're taking on salary. There has to be an end game to that. But uh, this idea that, uh, that the Rangers are keeping players out has everybody looking at Patrick Kane after what he's done with the seven goals in the last four games. Yeah, and I tell you what, I saw him play here in Toronto uh, on a Wednesday night. It was actually a game that was on TNT as well, and I, I thought he was terribly bad. I thought he was totally disinterested, and 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 then it you know on the weekend it changed again when they played the Maple Leafs and he scored three there. Um, perhaps he was disappointed that he didn't get to be part of the the trade with the Rangers the first time around and realized that if a team's going to want him, he's going to have to play well and he has to prove that he can still play well. But uh, I I just think that he has to go to an organization that really will appreciate what he does, and that is he's a game-breaker, and he can change the timber of a game so quickly as he and Max Domi did last night in Dallas. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's like to, uh, the, the hip injury has dogged the uh, possibility of being traded. I don't know whether that's uh, cleared up and he's, he's ready to go, but he, he was poaching a couple of nights ago against Vegas, and he was just <laughs> deadly. He, it, was, it was wild. Uh, he didn't do a lot, quite honestly. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't impactful. It wasn't one of his dominant games, but in the end, he was a major factor. Well, he, he's, he's still, you know, I think we lose sight of Kane's situation that we think he's really, really old. Mm-hmm. And because he's been playing in the league since he was 18 years old. Uh, but, you know, there, there are lots of older guys playing in, in this league now, and he's grown up, he's matured, he's a parent now. Uh, you know, he, he, he understands what it is to, uh, to play. He's only 34. Uh, you know, he's got, I think, three good years or four good years left in him. You know, actually, I, the more I think about it, the other, team, the other team where it does make sense is Vegas. Vegas does make sense. Um, I don't know how Kelly can fit it under the cap, but, uh, you know, Kelly gets the big dollars to figure that out, not me. Well, with, with three team deals right now and teams willing to take on salary, the, it, it opens up the avenue for these players with only a few weeks left in the season. Yeah, another, three team deals. I figured I, we were in the NBA now, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, we, we had Kenny Holland on our show today, and I actually asked him, I said, is it easier to make a three-team deal now or in the summertime? And he said now. He, he yeah. said it was easier to do a three-team deal now because by the, the time you get the to the summer nice. and you've had a time to look at your roster, you actually think you're better than you really are, uh, and so nobody wants to take other people's money. But yeah. because, you know, you're really only taking money from March the 3rd till yes. April the 15th, it's not really a big issue compared to what it would be in the summertime when you'd be taking money on for a whole season. Why don't you have me on your show? I could have told you that. You've been on the show. <laughs> You know, you've been on this. Do you want to go on? You want to come on the show again? If it if it uh, drives my brand, yeah. Every, that, that, every that's second the avenue. day. Hold on, that's the hold avenue. On. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your brand? <laughs> well, that's, hey, I'm that in Vegas. Tell, I'm oh, in Vegas. Tell me, whole thing tell me what here. this brand is. The brand is my for Cameo, for The Chirp, uh, for Ingle, for VGK, uh, for Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's, it's, it's a, a brand built on being a big deal. Yes. Or so he he's not even a big deal in his own house. 
You, why don't you sign up for my cameo? I'll send you a birthday greeting. Uh, oh, you're on cameo up. now too. Oh, oh my course. god! It's oh. buying me a new set of golf clubs. <laughs> well, why do what Darren Pang does? Just mention Miura golf clubs every interview, and they'll send you one free. I, I actually <laughs> should do that. Uh, my wife doesn't know I'm on Cameo, but, uh, but oh, that's no, how I'm, she does now. <laughs> that's how I'm financing my <laughs> golf club uh, purchase. <laughs> uh, you know, are, John, you tell, hold on, you're, are you telling me there's not somebody in Vegas that, that runs a golf course that you're nice to that can't? Outfit you with golf clubs, John. I don't. I don't like to play that game. I like to go okay. in and yeah. pay retail yeah. and, 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 and make sure My that the trend that the but you're worried about your brand. I mean, come on. I want to make sure the transaction benefits both the seller and myself. Uh, okay, that's the way I do business with my brand, Darren Millard World Enterprises. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Uh, my, how things have changed since Brandon Manitoba. <laughs> actually, actually, I've, uh, a buddy of mine, Brent Smith, once told me uh, he had two rules uh, they, they live by. One was buy, why pay retail, mm. and yep. the other one was free is better than cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know a lot of media members that follow that, that philosophy. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, I mean, it's unbelievable. The first day I worked at a radio station in Toronto, the sports director slammed his hand down on the desk and said, Young Shannon... Never pay for anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> How close have you been to that? I'm not as good. I'm not that good. I actually feel guilty doing it, so I end up putting, pulling out the credit card most of the time. So, <laughs> Washington and uh, Boston completed this trade today. Uh, Craig Smith goes uh, one way. Dmitry Orlov goes the other. And Minnesota takes on salary uh, in between. Uh, I know I understand what it's a weird one because Washington's chasing the playoffs and they give uh, Boston a good player. Uh, but what's Minnesota doing? What's the end game for Minnesota taking on salary and back-to-back deals? Well, I, do, I, I actually don't know exactly how much of uh, or, or the, he, the, Minnesota's taken 25%, 25 percent of Orlov's yeah. deal, so it's yeah. not very much money. Um, and it, and so you they get a fifth round pick from Boston for it. It's the same so thing you wonder now if it's a hundred thousand dollars that they have to pay for the remainder of the season. Is that the price of a fifth round pick? That's what Billy Guerin believes that it's cheap to buy a draft pick, and, and you know it's 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 like going and playing a monopoly and putting a house on, and and you, if you can get it for the right price, it it might be worth it. You know they they've done this is the second time they've done it. They took they really are paying Ryan a part of Ryan O'Reilly's salary that uh, works out to be about seventy five thousand dollars, and they get a fourth round pick for that. So it, it it's accumulating draft picks, and you never know. Uh, it, in in Billy's situation, you're right with the 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 Parise and Suter contract still hanging over his head. Uh, does he is he able to package some of this stuff? In the summertime, to you know, to get better deals and and uh, possibly players that can help them right now. So it's not a bad idea when you no. think about it. Uh, if you're in that position, I mean, Minnesota has not changed their roster at all with all these deals, and they've accumulated draft picks for cash. And it's not a it, it hasn't really hurt them, and probably gives them more flexibility in the summertime. By the way. Garnet Hathaway goes to Boston too, yes, Darren. Right, right, right. A- and uh, you know, and this just tells me that the Bruins are arming up uh, for a long run in the playoffs, and they just feel they need depth players. You know, you know how how many defensemen do you think you need? Well, you know, wh- how many did uh, did the Golden Knights use the year they went to the final? Was it nine or ten? 
You know, and you're going to need nine or ten defensemen. That's why Orlov's there. You're going to need 17 or 18 forwards. I remember sitting with Bob Johnson, the late Bob Johnson, uh, when he was actually coaching Pittsburgh. And, and just before the Eastern Conference final started, we sat down with him, and he, we said, how many players do you think you need to win the Stanley Cup? And he didn't bat an eye and didn't waste a second, and he said 34. Mm-hmm. You need 34 players over the, the over four rounds of playoffs in order to win the Stanley Cup. So Boston's gunning for the Stanley Cup, and they think they need as many players as they can get to stay healthy in order to win the Cup. I like Hathaway. When it uh, gets deep in the trenches, he can come out and he can give you some sandpaper. Big-time sandpaper. You know, John, I, one of the other trades that we, we've had over the last couple of days, uh, the, the Ottawa Senators send Nikita Zaitsev to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, and a couple of picks. What do you get the sense Pierre Dorian's doing in terms of moving that player, and do you expect more out of Ottawa? Oh, no, I, I, I think this was, this was a classic case of clearing space for another player coming in. Don't know who it is. I don't think it's Jacob Chikrin in Arizona, but I do think that you know they're trying to, to bolster uh, their defense with one last, gasp to get to the playoffs you know all of a sudden the east and the wild card race has heated up a bit uh detroit buffalo ottawa washington pittsburgh uh, five teams fighting for two spots uh and ottawa has a, a an outside chance of doing that jake sanderson's hurt again uh, who's going to be a superstar in this league i think uh, but uh, when you look at what the what the senators need is They've always needed an, that that number one or number two defenseman because Thomas Shabbat hasn't had a good year, but they need a, a lead defenseman in order to help them in their own zone. And whether that's Gavrikov coming out of Columbus or Colton Pareko, whose name has appeared a couple of times this week, or one of the defensemen in St. Louis, uh, as, as Doug Armstrong does what he does, that to me, uh, that to me is what the Zaitsev deal is all about. Get rid of his four and a half million again. Giving you know, take my guy and I'll give you a couple of draft picks in Chicago, and and that's exactly what happened. We haven't broken the seal on any Western Conference teams uh, making a, a bit of a noise. Yeah, well, why do you think that is? I don't know. It, the East has been dominating all of these moves. Well, I I, th- I think there's a there's much more of a an, a, a go for broke scenario mm. because everybody feels they have to do something in order to try to get past Boston. Yeah. In the in the East or in the West, wide open. Every team could stand pat, and every team can beat each other yeah. in the top ten or eleven. You know, when you look at if you look at that that Western Conference list from Vegas and Dallas at the top all the way down to Calgary, yeah. would it surprise you on any given night that the Flames could go into Vegas and win tonight? Would it surprise you that Dallas could go into Vegas or Vegas goes into Dallas or Vegas goes into Winnipeg? It wouldn't surprise me of any of those teams beating each other, which tells you how close it is so that there are some guys that are going to be able to say, you know what, if we just maintain a little bit or tweak one player or stay the course, we still got a chance to get to the third round of the playoffs, and I think that's the exact mentality in the West. Or a bigger move gives you a real leg up. That's the the one. But you, but it. the price. But it, it is. But yeah. the price you pay over the next two or three years right. might be too punitive. That's why I bring you on. 
because you just straightened me out. You, you're my sensei. You just well, no, but I, 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 my problem is is that I go and, and, and talk to these, these managers and ask them your questions, and then they give me heck for asking a stupid question. <laughs> you, you know, and then they say, well, if we do that, then we've got to worry about this for two years. And, uh, and, and, and that's, that's, really, that's really what happens. The other thing is, is I think that there's a lot of teams in the West that are eyeballing a couple of players that still play in the West, and the price is too high. Yes. Price is too high on Eric Carlson. Price is too high on Timo Meyer. Price is too high on a couple of Doug Armstrong's guys in St. Louis. So, you know, I mean, and, 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 and the price is too high on Jacob Chikrin. So what are you doing? Why are, you know, you're going to have to wait until next Friday, a week tomorrow, to try to make that move, and hopefully the price will drop. We have, a, we have a six o'clock start tonight. Do you want me to leave tickets uh, for a men's league game that uh, that that follows over at City <laughs> National Arena for the Pickles? Yeah, I, I'll I'll go to that game. All right. I want you. I want you to. Do we get? Uh, do like? Do you do you get um, the ticket, a beer, and a hot dog? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, wow. I'll, I'll I'll warm them up at home. I'm only uh, seven minutes away. No, 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 no. I want a, I want one of those big dogs from T-Mobile. <laughs> I'll leave them in the ref's room for you because you know, I know the, that those big else hot dogs, the big hot dogs at T-Mobile, they're to die for. A little onion, a little sauerkraut, you know? That's funny because Harmony's favorite thing when she comes here. Uh, you and Harm Dog are, are buddies. Uh, yeah. Th- th- that's her favorite thing when she comes to these games, our daughter. Yeah. Well, what, Harmony's got great taste. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. You guys have always been tight. Uh, that's one thing yeah. I've appreciated. Yeah. Hey, thanks, buddy. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, next week, it'll be uh, the eve of the deadline. Uh, you, you think you can come on? Or will you be too busy? I'll be ready. I'll be okay. ready. I, and, and you'll probably be in, in a cold sweat because for 15 years, it was the, the dearth of your life to be ready for trade deadline. Or for, yeah. yeah, for trade deadline day. I, I can't tell you how much I love trade deadline now compared to being on the <laughs> oh, air for 14 hours. <laughs> somebody, somebody, asked the, uh, somebody asked the other day, do you miss going on and talking about it? Not a chance. No. Let's go to the insiders. John Shannon. John looks up. <laughs> Why am I on? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> See you, buddy. We'll, we'll tell some stories next week about that because there's some fun stuff that we've been through. Today. Oh, my. Yeah. Thanks, John. See you, boys. There's our uh, VGK NHL insider, John Shannon, a former National Hockey League, uh, Hockey Night in Canada executive producer, catching up with Chapman next as we work our way towards face-off, a special 6 o'clock drop of the puck between the Calgary Flames and the Vegas Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So Aaron Rodgers, of course, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, he he made some news when he announced that he was going to do this total darkness retreat. Well, yeah. he has come out of the retreat. And he's come I, out of the darkness. Yes, he's come out of the darkness. And I've, I'm curious, or I was curious, to see like if this thing had like a website or something. And apparently it does. It's called Sky Cavern Retreats. I think I'm going to do one. I got to get away from YouTube for for a couple days and just hang out in the darkness with a candle. But unfortunately, I cannot find a price on their website, which makes me think I probably can't afford it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you can just go home. And turn all the lights off? Turn all the lights off, light a candle, and not come out for two days. Yeah, that's that's a possibility, but... I'd, I'd feel, like, inclined to check my phone or, or no, no, watch television. Why don't you start with meditation? 
Nah, start there, I, and then I, you can like graduate to a darkness retreat. No, no, I, I, I'm just going to go all in, feet first, darkness retreat. Think he's got the focus for meditation? Yeah, come he on. doesn't have distracted focus. by a flying he fish. That's my point. <laughs> the walking the, fish. He doesn't Darren. have the focus to do yeah. a darkness retreat. Well, meditation's way off the map for him. No, it's not. Come on, Calgary against Vegas. You're going to be in the studio tonight, working the game, buddy. Yeah, disappointed because I know it's going to be a good game between two pretty good teams, and always, always well, you, unfortunate you got a front to not row seat for the radio call. Awesome. Uh, no, no, and I, I would much prefer to be there in Thanks, person. Buddy. Appreciate no, that. no, but I, I will say this. Dan Duva is, is phenomenal. I, I do love listening to Dan, but I'd still rather be there in person. Do you get the commercial break audio when Gary starts yelling at Dan and then Ryan Wallace gets in the way and Ryan starts chirping I I will and, say this. I, then, have, then, I have I have never, ever Ryan heard and, Gary yelling and, at Dan. And there's all kinds of fights happening. I don't think that happens. Okay, yeah. I just made that up. Yeah, I know I you just, did. I thought that was a pretty cool thing, though. Nah, like we could we could sell that to somebody. <laughs> Throw Gary under the bus. Come you on. No, while Ryan was yelling, Dan was yelling. They were all yelling at each other. Thought that would be really cool. Uh, pre-game shows coming up. Calgary, Vegas on Fox Sports.